Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review for Friday the 24th of November. I'm Graeme Laycock, taking a look at this week's local stories in Surrey from the Surrey Advertiser and Surrey Live. First a look at this week's headlines. Woking flats evacuated due to potential unsafe concrete. Pooley Green and Egham Level crossings to be closed for track renewals. And Guildford Borough Council's fraud investigation could cost £350,000. Potentially unsafe concrete is behind the evacuation of a Woking block of flats that saw an estimated 100 people forced from the building on November the 17th. That's according to housing provider Southern Housing. This is as residents have been warned it is not yet known when they'll be able to return home. Southern Housing informed investors via the London Stock Exchange on Monday the 20th of November that investigations centre around the composition of the concrete used in the construction of the property, which is called Eastgate. The company added that further investigations into the material used are underway. The company confirmed the concrete used at Eastgate is not reinforced autoclave aerated concrete, otherwise known as RAC, as has become an issue for schools and hospitals elsewhere. It comes as last Friday the 17th of November, residents came home from work and the weekend only to discover they were not allowed in their homes. We were asked to have family or friends to stay with and if not, were given a phone number to call or one resident's told Surrey Live. Some people have been put up in the travel lodge across from the flats, but others claim to be in offered hotels as far away as Chertsey, Adelston or Camberley. A resident has described the weekend away from home as a very anxious time for residents. An email sent to residents on Monday the 20th reiterated, Your building is suffering from structural defects and on the strength of those findings, it's currently not safe to be occupied. People were also told Southern Housing is unable to provide a definite timeline at this stage for how long you'll be away from your home due to the complexity of the building and the need for additional investigations. Displaced residents claimed on the third day since the evacuation notice was issued that they have been left in the dark with very little information, detail provided by Southern Housing. A spokesperson for Southern Housing confirmed that a team was on site at Eastgate on Friday the 17th to help make alternative accommodation arrangements for residents impacted by the evacuation notice. They say we understand this situation is upsetting and unsettling for them and we're doing all we can to help. We're liaising with all residents on their needs and seeking arrangements as close to Eastgate as possible. Eastgate residents have been told they can enter the building to collect personal items, clothing and medication, but they should report this to the security team beforehand. A Zoom meeting is to be chaired by Chief Operating Officer Jane Porter has been scheduled for November the 30th that can be attended by residents. Pooley Green and Egham Station level crossings are to be closed throughout the festive season for rail maintenance work, Network Rail has announced. The rail operator will carry out track renewal work at the crossing intermittently from the 28th of November to the 23rd of February, and which is likely to cause disruption to journeys. It is unclear if there are any diversionary routes in place. The announcement comes after it was revealed Egham residents are facing delays of up to 20 minutes and disruptions due to the prolonged level crossing times resulting from recent signalling upgrades, according to a councillor. 
Dr Ben Spencer, MP for Runnymede and Weybridge, said the delays were making people late for work and GP appointments. He added, I'm very concerned about the further impact on residents following the announcement of additional railway engineering work on the Egham-Weybridge branch line. Delays are preventing children getting to school, employees getting to work, and I'm particularly concerned about the impact on emergency services and the risks such as long delays could cause. He added, I've reached out to Network Rail on further ways to ensure the fastest response times in an emergency, and I'll continue to work with everyone involved to press for improvements that will deliver for Egham residents and both road and rail users. We need resolutions, not more delays. A petition launched by Alex Balkan, a member of Runnymede Borough Council, to fight for shorter waiting times and improve safety for all Egham residents has already reached 2,083 signatures. Balkan said Network Rail are clearly doing these track replacement works in bedtime hours for most people to minimise the impact on commuters. They already know to be enduring 15 to 20 minute level crossing wait times. I will continue to work with Ben Spitzer and the teams from both Network Rail and South Western Railway to address these issues. The fight for me and the community won't stop until this is no longer dampering lives of commuters, damaging our environment and causing safety risks. A cash-strapped council will spend up to £350,000 on an investigation into potential fraud in its housing department. Guildford Borough Council confirmed police are working alongside an accredited anti-fraud investigation unit to look into the issue which came to light in July. Work has begun to look on issues including overspending on contracts and problems with contract management regarding spend, compliance and delivery. While some costs will be met by the council's housing department, such as the costs of interim and agency staff, other costs relating to the investigation and reviewing internal governance will be paid out of the Council's day-to-day budget. A report to be discussed at a special meeting of the Council's Corporate Governance and Standards Committee on Wednesday the 29th of November said allegations potential fraudulent activity have been raised which may have caused financial loss to the Council. The report said in July 2023 an internal investigation team was instructed to consider the allegations that there were, may have been some wrongdoing within the council in respect of the council's relationship with one or more contractors. An accredited anti-fraud investigation unit is working alongside the police in respect to this matter. The report said the priority in recent weeks has been to stop the continuation of any potential wrongdoing while supporting the delivery of the services to council tenants. Richard Bates, the Council's Interim Finance Chief, told a meeting of the Corporate Governance and Standards Committee on Thursday, November the 16th, that the number of jobs being looked into in the Housing Department was immense. Speaking before the report of the, of the, for the 29th of November meeting had been published, he said officers could not answer many questions related to the Housing Department because they did not want to interfere with the internal and external investigations. A man has been charged with murder following an alleged stabbing in a suburb in Surrey. The incident took place at Bishop Fox Way in West Molsey on Saturday the 18th of November. Danny Craze, aged 36, of West Molsey, has been charged with murder and is appearing at Guildford Magistrates Court. Officers were called to an address in Bishop Fox Way just after midday on Saturday the 18th of November following reports that someone had been stabbed. 
a 26-year-old man was located within the address and despite the best efforts of officers and paramedics, he was sadly pronounced dead at the scene. His next of kin had been informed and being supported by specialist officers and the victim and suspect were known to each other. Surrey police are appealing for anyone with information uh, to contact them uh, either via web chat at www.surrey.police.uk online as well at surrey.police.uk or you can call the non-emergency number 101 or if you'd rather be, uh, be anonymous you can call the independent charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 a Surrey drug dealer who was arrested after the death of a Cambridge University student has been jailed for four and a half years for supplying anxiety medication on social media platforms like Snapchat. Officers tracked down and arrested Benjamin Brown from Guildford after 20-year-old Kevin Isklar was found dead in a friend's room at Trinity College in Cambridge on March 13, 2021, Cambridge police have said. An inquest concluded that the death of him, who had taken an overdose of anti-anxiety medication, was drug-related. Cambridgeshire Police said it was not possible to prove that Brown's actions caused the death of this man, but they, he was sentenced for supplying and possessing drugs. Police investigation has uncovered messages on Mr Iron's phone from a drug dealer called Lean X-Man. The dealer described himself as a pharmacist selling a variety of prescription-only drugs through Instagram and Snapchat. Officers identified Lean X-Man as Brown, 32, of Byfield Road in Guildford, and he was arrested on the 27th of July 2021, and a search of his home uncovered drugs more than £15,000 in cash and sticky labels with his business logo, of said Cambridge Police. Detective Constable Dan Harper, who investigated the case, said Brown was running a huge operation from his bedroom in Surrey, which had tragic consequences. The force said Brown pleaded guilty to two counts of being concerned with a supply of Class A drugs, one count supplying Class B and two counts supplying Class C, possession of a Class A and possession of an intent to supply Class C. He was sentenced on Friday at Huntington Law Courts to four and a half years in prison and Cambridgeshire Police said the force said the sentencing judge described Brown's drug dealing business as substantial, sophisticated and lucrative. He said that through greed, Brown had profited from the vulnerabilities of others dependent on prescription medication for conditions such as anxiety. Thames Water has given a detailed update over what went wrong when thousands of homes and businesses in Guildford and Godalming were left without water. Up to 13,000 people across seven postcodes lost water for a number of days, leading to families relying on water bottle stations, and now ahead of a public meeting, the companies revealed why the whole ordeal happened. In a letter addressed to MP Jeremy Hunt, who was demanding answers on behalf of his constituents, Thames Water's interim chief co-chief executive Catherine Ross set out the three reasons why the water ran dry. Published on Mr Hunt's Facebook and X pages, Miss Ross also says the company will be happy to attend a public meeting to explain everything to those who were affected. The first reason given was Storm Garen. On the 2nd of November, strong winds and heavy rain hit the county, causing flooding and travel disruption. The weather also affected the power supply at Shelford, Netley Mill and Lady Mead treatment works. Without power, these sites could no longer produce clean water, so local reservoir levels dropped. 
Sites were back up and running the next day, the 3rd of November, but the problems were not over. There was an increase in turbicity of the river sources supplying the Shalford Works. This means that the water became more cloudy due to it being stirred up by sediments in the water, and the company blames this on the heavy rainfall caused by the storm. This change in turbosity led to a failure of the treatment process. This had a knock-on effect on the company, explaining that Shalford is the main supply for parts of north and south-west zones in Guildford, and with a reservoir shortage levels already low, this led to a loss of supply on Friday afternoon. Four of our service reservoirs were affected, Munstead, Mount, Firth Hill and Pewley, and by November the 4th, up to 13,000 people have been affected. To fix these issues, Thames Water restarted the Shelford Works several times between the 2nd and 4th of November. Staff were working around the clock to restore water supplies, but the ongoing tubicity made it impossible to initially bring the works back into operation. On November the 5th, the company completed an intensive operation to wash all the treatment filters. At this point, works were being brought back online. Over time, they slowly increased the output of the site, which is not designed to be rapidly restarted, taking care to ensure they maintained water supply quality standards. On November the 9th, a motor failure at the Lady Mead treatment works meant some customers in the GU1 and GU2 postcodes went without water again. The motor was replaced on Friday morning, water supplies returned, alongside plumbers attending customers' properties where airlocks were reported. In the letter, Thames Water also outlines the 93.1 million investment it is going to make to improve the water infrastructure around Guildford and Godalming. Over the week of problems, 130 staff handed out 650 litres of bottled water, including more than 30,000 litres to vulnerable customers. Those who were impacted can claim compensation. The letter ends with an agreement to hold a public meeting to explain what happened. However, Ms Ross said it will likely not be until mid-December when she says the company will be a better place to provide answers. And that completes our look at stories in Surrey this week. This has been Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review with Graham Laycock. And you can hear the Surrey News Review every Friday at 1pm and 7pm on Brooklyn's Radio. And you can keep up to date with the Surrey Advertiser and at Surrey Live. Brooklyn's Radio